Welcome into a new episode of the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. I'm CJ, I'm here with the Big Dog, and we are here today to preview AEW Double or Nothing. We've got this Sunday, AEW's putting on their third consecutive Double or Nothing pay-per-view, headlined by a match that we've all wanted to see for a long time. CM Punk the Challenger takes on Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. We have all that of Four Pillars coming up, but first, let's hear from Announcer X. It's time to talk wrestling, brother. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, Wrestling Edition, where we let you know what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studios in Greenville, North Carolina, here are your hosts, CJ Schaefer and the big dog, Glenn Griffin. All right, and we're back with your Double or Nothing preview. Uh, we want to go ahead and start from the top of the card. Um, what what bigger match could we have than this? Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk, AEW World Championship. Uh, CM Punk returned the summer of 2021. He made his long-awaited return to pro wrestling. Since then, everybody's been asking the same question. When is CM Punk going to wrestle for the world title? Uh, well, he wrestled MJF at Revolution a couple months ago, and everybody kind of figured, you know, the winner of that match is next in line to challenge for the world title, and now we have it, CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page, so the only question there is left, is CM Punk the next AEW world champion? Yes. Yes. But with a caveat. Okay. I think he's going to be the first short-term AEW champion. Okay. So... There hasn't been a short-term AEW champion. Every AEW champion has been a long reign, with the exception of there's been some funky stuff with the TNT title. That was because of COVID and injuries and things like that. Um, with the AEW, with the big titles, it's been long reigns. But I think because Punk's next match as champion would be in Chicago, I think that changes the dynamic. And in the, the next match would be at Forbidden Door. So you've got the potential for the wet dream of of Okada coming in and being the guy. You know, he comes in and he's AEW champion for, you know, the next three months or something. And you have a hot run in the summer to to, uh, to go against whatever WWE's programming would be for SummerSlam. So... I guess we are of the mindset, right, that Okada is coming and he surely will headline Forbidden Door, right? So right. him coming is is huge. Right. It's huge. And do you think you think not that he hasn't been in America before, but he hasn't been on American TV. It hasn't been on like this stage, right? Right, because yeah. before you know he's come and it's been he's done Ring of Honor shows uh-huh. in Philly right. at the ECW arena. You but know, this he, will be the mo- the biggest amount of people in America he's been exposed yeah, to. Sure. So I mean, when you reveal him, you got to slot him at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you don't put him in a six man, right? You know, and you would figure, you know, he's the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Champion right now, so. You would figure he's and both. What I noticed, both Punk and Brian named one of their dream matches as being Okada. Yeah, and I think what most people you talk to, 
uh, in the wrestling industry right now, a dream match is going to be Okada. Everybody's going to say they want to work with Okada. Yeah, of course. So, whoever... And then, like, Roman is, like, a distant second. Yes. Yeah. There's a a gap. Yeah, there's a large gap. And it's not... Honestly, that's not even to disrespect Roman. That just goes to tell you, you know, how many people value Kazuchika Okada so highly. Right. Um, So, I don't know. Is Sunday when we see him? Or you think we see him maybe post-Dynamite... So I, another one I would throw out there, and maybe it's not Okada, and maybe it's Will Ospreay. To headline or just to be there? Uh, I think you could headline. You okay. know, I think you could do Osprey Punk. That's and so. The reason I say Will Ospreay is because his henchman showed up on Dynamite last night. Right. Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor, mm-hmm. who's having a great time in Las Vegas. Great time. Check out his Instagram, the Great O'Con from New Japan. He's having a tremendous time in Las Vegas. Don't check it at work. I would not. Don't <laughs> check it with the kids around. Um, no, that's a good point. And I think to your point, um And he's already in America. He's already he's working here a right. lot of dates. Right. Now it makes me wonder is the goal to expose a Japanese person, like somebody, a Japanese person who wrestles for New Japan, or would you want a guy headlining who Americans can relate closer to? Well, I mean, per the the dirt sheets, it the word is that it is okay. like the Okada and Naito and Tanahashi are coming, like the three big top dudes from New Japan. So you're not going to be stuck with just only the New Japan USA guys, like maybe. A, Osprey really doesn't qualify as that because he's so he, he wrestles all over the world. But, right. Um, he does wrestle a lot on their USA show. Um, you're not going to be stuck with that. I think you're getting like true. I think they want to do true New Japan in America. And I think you know if you're going to do the Forbidden Door gimmick, the I I want to touch on one other thing. This is completely left field. What if the Forbidden Door is Cody? You know what? You mentioned that once to me, and it didn't sound like you mentioned this to me a few days ago, and it didn't sound as far fetched as I figured it might. The reason I brought it up is because that it was told when Cody signed his WWE contract that Cody had the same provisions that Daniel Bryan was going to have in his WWE contract. Oh, and he was going to work in Japan. Where he wanted to go do the G1. Uh huh. Um,. So it makes me think that maybe Cody has some provisions where he can go and do outside things. I mean, because this is such a multi-program show where it's not just a just not AEW, like he's not showing up on Double or Nothing. Um, this Forbidden Door concept where it's many companies working together, maybe Cody gets to go do that. That would be big. Uh, that would be massive. Put sure. him, yeah, put him. But back he's got. Up. He can't win though. That's the issue. Right. That, so that makes me think it's not yeah. him. And that would make, if Cody can't win, I mean, that would make Vince say no thanks. Yeah, obviously. That's, that's what makes me think it's, it's not Cody this time. Right. Man, that would be, that would be something. And maybe it's, a, maybe it's a future thing down the line because, I mean, I think we've heard Cody signed a multi-year deal, right? Yes. Um, so I wasn't hyped for the, for the Punk-Adam Page match until last night. Really? That promo was really good. Yeah, the promo was really good. I'm, I'm glad like, you mentioned it was, that. It was Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Yes. When they were both faces. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking after I saw the promo, I thought about it, 
and I think the character work for both guys goes deeper than what you saw. Sure. I think for Hangman... They're also missing a week from the build. Because uh, Hangman had popped hot. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. And yeah. so he had a week. There's a week, a week missing of the build, and I think that hurt it. Right. For sure. Um, but last night kind of had me juice, man. I, yeah. I think it's going to be good. I think Hangman is telling a great story both both what we can see and him internally as as far as his character goes he's got the title but he's still i think his character is still Evolving. insecure oh yeah. he's got 10 years of character development yes left. and i think that's why he like cm punk was so calm last night and i'll touch on that too because i think there was more reasons for that but he's the veteran and he's been in this situation before whereas hangman he he hears everybody kind of split in half between him and Punk, and he needs the fans to be behind him. Um, so he's trying to put on this facade that he's got it all figured out because he needs the fans. He needs the fans on his side, and them not being on his side hurts more than he's letting on. Hmm. That's that's the way I look at it. Now I like the, it. I like it. On the flip side, not only has CM Punk been there before, but he understands what Hangman is doing because he's done it too. Yeah, sure. I don't think he mentioned the pipe bomb for no reason. When Punk was when Punk dropped the pipe bomb, he was the renegade. He was the underdog talking to John Cena. Hangman's not the underdog. He's the world champion. This right. is you're you're not the underdog if you're the champion. So he's trying to play this up to get people on his side to sympathize with him. But Punk knows what he's doing. That's why he's so calm. But it also makes me think he's got a trick up his sleeve. Oh, the psychology in yes. Punk's matches over the past year has been yeah. impeccable. But impeccable. it's not. It's not a secret, because Hangman last night, he said, I'm defending All Elite Wrestling from you. Same same kind of thing that M- MJF said. Same kind of thing that Eddie Kingston said about CM Punk. They have all called him sure. an evil person. An outsider. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's because they, that quote unquote, they know the real CM Punk, and they know CM Punk is an evil person deep down, <laughs> and it's coming out on Sunday. I think CM Punk's going to... double turn. Yes, absolutely. Double turn Punk heel champion versus yes. a face Okada. Yes. I think Punk is going to turn money. heel, and that's that's it. He's everything that everybody's been saying will, about him. It'll, he'll be Bret Hart in Canada when they do the Chicago oh, show. Oh, yes, yes. Like, he'll be ultra face. Yes, but for now, everything that everybody's saying build, about him, though, it's it'll right. Be the other way. I like it. Yes. I, like, I like it. I like the idea. I think it's going to work. But we both think Punk's winning. Yes, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And we think it's a switch. Correct. Double switch. I yeah, agree. I think we're on the same boat. Yeah, so. Everybody in AEW is a big fanboy of Bret Hart mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels in that 95, 96 run. It I think seems. it's going to come out on Sunday, too. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that. But yeah, very excited for that match. Um, Next match. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead with our second well, our second match on the preview, the AEW Women's World Championship match, Thunder Rosa's taking on Serena Deep. Thunder Rosa coming in as a champion, if you didn't know, which you may not know, because that's part of the problem. Since defeating Britt Baker to end Britt's long world title reign, uh, Thunder Rosa hasn't really had a whole lot to do. Uh, part of that's due to her lack of mic skills, of course, but even still then, her only title defense is against Nyla Rose. Obviously, she won uh, about 10 or 15 minutes on Dynamite. Um... So I guess let's just start there, and I'll ask you about Thunder Rose's reign. Has AEW dropped the ball with the women's title picture since Britt lost the title? I think the secret is that Thunder Rose has been hurt this entire time. I think that's the big secret. 
That's my take. Do you think she's ready to go? Well, obviously she's ready to go. They're going to wrestle. Um, you think she's back to 100% by now? Uh, I mean, she's ready to go for pay-per-view. Yeah. Sting is not. <clears throat> that I heard. Sting is hurt, yep, apparently. Yeah, that I heard. Um, but as far as... You know what's weird to me? Like, I, when I watch... I watch a lot of blogs. Blogs. What have you. Yep. And uh, I see Thunder Rosa make these appearances, and I watch some of her vlogs, and she has a great personality, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't come out on TV. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know what the block is there creatively that prevents this from happening, but it's very difficult for them to get her personality right on screen, right? Um, because her wrestling's fine. It's not the wrestling. Certainly not. No, no. It's not the wrestling, and that's the problem with this build, right? She's been hurt. <clears throat> She had an injury, so she couldn't work, and so for a it would be like Chris Benoit doing. I, it's a horrible, 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 <laughs> horrible comparison. But I'm just trying to think of somebody that was like work rate guy, Dean Malenko, um, doing promos instead of wrestling to do a build. Like yep. it just wouldn't work. Yep. Um, I just so for me, I'm gonna say that. I think they had to back burner the women's title because of the injury. And so I'm going to put the onus on that and say that it's not been a drop ball. And also, I felt like the title reign after Britt was going to go cold regardless because Britt's was so hot at one point. Britt at one point almost felt like she carried the show. She was, yeah, no, not just the division. She was oftentimes getting the biggest pops yeah, uh, she was, of the night. She was carrying the show. She right. was carrying dynamite. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I think, and I love Serena Deeb, but they stopped doing the, uh, what was it, the five-minute challenge, like a rookie challenge, right? Yeah, there was like a weird like booking situation where like they dropped an angle. Yeah. I, w- I mean, Rosa goes over. Yes, yeah. I had her, I would have her go over dominantly. Um and then you set up something for her maybe at Forbidden Door to kind of get her back on track with maybe somebody from Japan. Now will they have I like, guess Tony Khan the, has said that they hope to bring over some women from Japan. Okay. I haven't heard I hadn't heard about that so I didn't know. Um if not, I mean I don't so know. So you, you got to get her up. I mean, you got to get her yeah. going. You know, that's the thing. I just feel like her yeah, brain you hasn't got going. Right. You got to get it rolling somehow. And it sucks because we we know how good of a wrestler she is. Sure. But it's like you said, it's just not translating the way you think it. I would. think their women's division is kind of top heavy. No, I agree. They don't have. They don't really have depth to it. Yeah. That's why they had to. I mean, they brought in quite a few names from outside to do the Owen Hart Cup. Also, Ruby should have been the next champion. Should have been, but it felt, should have been the now that's somebody that I feel like has had the ball dropped since she oh, got they there. dropped the ball back. Yes, it was good at first, like first month or so. I thought it was, I thought it was good. She was putting on good matches. Uh, the only woman that gets booked good is Jade, right? Jade Cargill, yeah. right? And I feel, and we'll touch on the actually, we'll we'll go ahead and transition into that next. Uh, you have Thunder Rosa winning, right? Yeah. Oh, but, sure. Okay. Shortly, so do hopefully. I. Yeah. So. TBS championship match, Jade Cargill versus uh, Anna Jay. God, now, this match be a was, squash. Yes, this match was just thrown together out of nowhere. It's it got to be like. a squash. It's yeah. like they forgot Jade wasn't on the card. Yeah, so I guess the question, I could lead to a few questions. One, how long does this title reign last? And 
coinciding with the undefeated streak. How long does it last? I think you put both titles on Jade. Do you? Okay. She's the strongest one. She's the strongest woman you have as far as booking goes. I think as far as the look goes, I mean, she's got it. Yeah, she's got it. And Dana Bryan's working with her on the wrestling to get it sharper and and get her better and, Mm -hmm. like, ready for, like, longer matches. Yeah, you you can definitely tell that that's paying off. Um, I mean, I think the company as a whole is invested in Jade um, in the way that maybe they were at one time at Brit with Brit, I think. Um, Brit needs to go do something different. She needs to go be with Adam Cole for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. She needs to go and run with the boys for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would have Jade squash this chick in three minutes. I would, too. I And I love – And I would have Jade say something to the effect of that she wants the other belt at the yeah. end. Yeah. And, and I love Anna Jay, but I just don't think she's ready for this position yet. No. not At least not in on a pay-per-view. If this was like – some other match on a rampage or a dynamite. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fine. You got to. You got to have something to do. But I don't know. I've, and this match feels like it was so thrown together so quickly. It's very last time. Yeah, I don't even know how this story came about. I don't even know like how Anna Jay got into this situation. No, I don't know what happens. I, I think there had there had to be like some sort of number one contenders match. Or something. Right, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I. I'm it should with be you. a mercy killing. Yep, it should be quick. Um, so let's go move. I think this is the last of the championship matches on Sunday. Uh, the AEW Tag Team Championship match. We've got Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Team Taz, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland, a trios tag match. Um, I think arguably the strongest division the AEW has is the tag division. Um, we're going to see it again on Sunday. So, it, although the match, I mean, it feels like it was kind of thrown together pretty quickly. It's time to get the belts off yeah. of Luchasaurus and Jungle yes, Boy. I'm, They've I'm, had a long reign. Yeah, I'm excited for this match regardless. Um, so, and I really, I feel like we're going to see potentially the match of the night right here. Yeah, it's got it's got steel potential. Yeah, um, but I'm with you. I think it's I think it's time to take the titles off of Jungle Ex- or Team Taz, baby. Whatever. You want to put man, them on Strickland? And I do. Lee. I do really bad. I love. I love. You love Swerve. both those guys. Oh man, I love them. I. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what it is, but both of them just have it to me. They oh just sure, have it. sure. I. I like them both as faces. I just. It's a face champion now. It's been a long face reign, so let's put it on some heels. Yeah, and let's give Ricky Starks something to do. I was gonna say, I'll tell you who has it: Ricky Starks and Droves, baby. If, if you, he was six foot seven, he would be the WWE champion. There are a current four pillars of, uh, of you know Guevara, MJF. Um, who am I forgetting? Jungle Boy and somebody. Darby. Darby. That's right. There's a current four pillars. I understand that. But if you did a four pillars of young guys who are clearly next up, he's on it. I think he's a top five talker in the company right now. I think you might be right. And as far and like as in, car- a, in a strong company of talk, yes. like a company of strong talkers. Yeah. Like, and as far as charisma goes, he's very obviously in that I mean. upper echelon. He's just got it. Yeah. He's just the dude is a star when he's on camera. I don't he just know. Yeah. It. I don't know whose idea it was to put him with Taz, but it, I it's love working him with Willie Hobbs. Yeah. Him and Willie together are great. Him on Team Taz is great. He honestly kind of outshines Hook. Oh, that's yes. why you never see them together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's the guy, man. I, I'm a big Ricky Starks, Mark. Me too. Um, so that's what, I'm going with Ricky Starks and and Willie, but you would say I'd say Lee, Lee and Swerve 
But the feud but, definitely goes with Ricky Starks and and Willie Hobbs. Yes, I sure. think the agreement Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy will, Drop block, will likely lose the titles. Yeah, yeah. So we've got two Owen Hart Cup Finals coming up on Sunday. One of them we don't know. Uh, one of the competitors yet, and that is the women's final. So we'll start there, and then we'll uh, turn over to the men's. So one finalist we know is Dr. Britt Baker. The other one will be found out Friday on Rampage. It will be Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Personally, I don't care who wins that match on Friday. They need to win the tournament. Really? I think so. I don't I think, think Britt, Britt needs this win. I think Britt and Cole are winning the tournament. You think so? I think that's how you kick off oh, Britt and Cole together as a thing. I don't think, and that's the thing. I mean, we can put them together, I guess, since that makes sense. Samoa Joe and Adam Cole is the men's. I think it should I be. Rather had, I would have rather had Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly versus uh, Adam Cole. Aren't they still a thing? Aren't they still a faction? Yeah. I, just... I would have rather done that. That match has always been good. Every time that match is oh, ever yeah, happened, they deliver every time. In PWG or, or Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor. It, it wor- that match works. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think Cole and Britt, I think they need some steam taken off of them. I think them they help each other win their cup finals. Now, that would be, okay, that would be cool. There you go. You're, you're coming close. Now, you don't even like Adam Cole. But I love Britt, though. Like, oh, Britt, like Britt would be my number one draft pick 10 times out of, a, this out of is, 10. This is ridiculous. I <laughs> I think it's time. Look, I think part of the problem here is Britt was on top for so long. Got to keep her on top. No, you don't need to keep her on top. This is like it would be like if Charlotte lost matches in WWE. Just to make sense, it just does not make sense. That's no, that's perfect. (laughs) Stop, stop winning so much. All right, let's move on to what I think is going to be the match of the night: MJF versus Wardlow. Okay. I'm glad you think it's going to be the match of the night because I've got an idea. Uh, first off, let's give you a breakdown first. I want to hear yeah. your breakdown. So the long-term storytelling here, this is this has been incredible. This is this has been going for years. Uh, Wardlow finally turned on MJF at Revolution uh, against in CM Punk's match against MJF, where MJF you know asked Wardlow for the diamond dynamite diamond ring. Wardlow acts like he forgot it, lost it, whatever. CM Punk takes advantage, knocks over MJF, Wardlow magically finds the ring and places it where only CM Punk can grab it. Um, So now we've got all this. He's still under contract with MJF, um, so Wardlow is not allowed to have any entrance music. However, this does give him a chance to have entrances that are reminiscent to the, the old Goldberg entrances, and they're all chanting Wardlow at him while he's walking out to the ring. It's been awesome. It's been great. Uh, great TV. So we finally culminate in this match on Sunday that's been building up for years. So, and that's why I'm glad you said you think this is going to be the match of the night. I think this match is going to be like five minutes. Really? You think, I think it's the first MJF squash? Yes. I think Wardlow beats this dude senseless. I think it's Flair Vader in 91. I think it's MJF, like, is what would be like. You would think he would get squashed, but he doesn't. <laughs> I because yeah. he is the dirtiest player, the new dirtiest player can, in the yeah, game. I like, can see I, what you're saying. I think he almost survives by hook and crook and then gets squashed. So you're thinking he keeps like 
He keeps coming up with ways to keep himself in the match, even though he really shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can have like five to ten minutes of that, and then you go home. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I think I think Wardlow – now, here's another thing this reminded me of. Batista. Oh, it's when the he, Batista yeah. build with a little bit of sprinkling of Goldberg seasoning. Yeah. This is just – instead of wrestling a guy like Triple H, he's wrestling good old Ric Flair instead, where – Triple H doesn't have that big, or uh, MJF doesn't have that big behemoth look, but he knows how to play his cards right. That's what this feels like to me. But I feel like, regardless, Wardlow needs this win. Oh, Wardlow's got to win this. Yeah, I don't think you can really further this storyline if Wardlow doesn't win. Mm. So I think that's it. You keep them away from each other for a while. And I do think Wardlow eventually is a world champion. Gotta be. He looks like, I mean, he just looks perfect. He's their Jay Cargill for the men. I think we touched on this. When we did our first episode ever after that Dynamite episode, I don't know if anybody stood out to either of us more than Wardlow did just because of his physical presence. Sure, sure. Yeah. He's, he, he just has the looks. Look. Yeah, he just looks like... He could walk onto a Hollywood set and be yes, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He just looks like a superstar. And I think they understand what they have on their hands. And you have to you have to treat him well. And I think the beginning of his... I get massive singles push. We'll start with double or nothing. I have to wonder if Warner Brothers execs are looking at him, TNT execs, you know, people on the TV or entertainment side, and and seeing what everybody else is seeing and seeing, like, you know, this could be the guy yeah. in the future. They have to. You think? You would they, think so. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think they know. They, they have to. Um, okay. We're in agreement there. That one's good. Let's move on. Uh, a match that I feel like, yeah, hold on, let me just, the Young Bucks and the Hardys, uh, the match happened before, I think in 2014 they did a, some sort of stadium show, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, it was a, that, that was before the WWE comeback? Yes. So the, it was a Ring of Honor show, Supercard that weekend, um, of WrestleMania, and they did some sort of ladder match. Yes, that was that was yeah. pretty pretty outstanding by all accounts. Yes, um, so yeah, this match has happened before, but I'm still going to call it a dream match because it's never happened on a stage like this. Uh, so I feel like this match, I feel like it just has to deliver. The Bucks don't do bad pay per view matches. No, they and don't. I I feel like sure the only thing they could derail it is Jeff Hardy showing up just absolutely blistered. Right. And I don't. I think he's past that. But I also think, I mean, the Hardys are obviously well past their prime. Especially, honestly, Matt Hardy. He doesn't move like he used to. However, this this match will be a testament to how good the Bucks are. Because I still expect yep. this to be a really good match. I still expect the Bucks to do you know their standard four or five star deal here. Right. So, and I, I put I wrote this question down because I wanted to ask you and just talk about this. Which team needs this win more? Neither. You think so? You but I would probably have. I mean, the books. I would have the books win because yeah. they're the they have more left in the tank. Yeah, I would. So my thought process is: I think the Bucks they don't need this win, but it's getting pretty close to where they need a big win. And th- I would count this as a big win. This is sure. Yeah, beating the Hardys, no matter what the time is. I mean, when Roman Reigns beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, I mean, Undertaker could barely move, but it was still a big win. And that's how I sure. feel about this. Um, the Bucks. When's the last time they won 
a big pay-per-view match? I can't remember. Uh, it's been a while because yeah. they're, I mean, you think their last big pay-per-view match is when they lost the belts. Right. And to uh, the Lucha Brothers. Right. And I, I mean, think that was, to, that was a champion ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying they've had issues finding their footing, but they've had, they haven't had that big win. I think they stepped back for a while. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I do respect that about them that they don't, that they understand they don't have to be in the spotlight all the time. They have a strong tag division. They they don't have to be in the front all the time. Right. But this is, I don't know. This is just a win that I think they need. And I don't think the Hardys came here to make a push at the title. No, No. they came here to put guys over and end their careers on a high note. Sure. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement that the Bucks are taking this one. But it should still be a good match. Um, let's go a couple Quick a couple big multi-man matches. Yeah. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club and what the Blackpool Combat Club is including uh, Santana and Ortiz and Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston in this one, right? Which feels right. right. It, yeah. It just feels <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. The match is called the Anarchy in the Arena match. I'm guessing they're substituting that for what could have been. It's not a blood and guts. This is no stadium stampede, stampede. Is what? I, yeah, it, it means it essentially means a false count anywhere. Right. Deal right. in the arena. There's still a big arena brawl. Right. So the big question I wanted to ask here: Are you feeling anything about the Jericho Appreciation Society? Because I'm not. No, I don't. I wanted to. Yeah. I think it's wild that like Daniel Daniel Garcia is not as big of a thing, and I thought he would be pretty heavily featured as Jericho's number two. Yeah, and I'm mad about it because, again... He's the PWB, PWG champion. Yeah, he, and he won Bola. Like, yeah, the dude this, is... A, it's, it's, he's ascending. It's yeah. time. And when we talked... I thought it was going to be a vehicle for him. Yes. Not a vehicle for Jericho. No, this this doesn't have to be... This doesn't need to be about him. This needs to be about the next stars in line. Right, I thought it was going to be a vehicle for him and 2.0 to get over. Right, because we mentioned earlier... Uh, Guys who aren't in the current four pillars, but if we had a next four up, I think Daniel Garcia is yeah, right there. With, yeah. yeah, he's in there. And when we did our when we did our first show, we had a draft of guys who we want for like the next five years to carry AEW. My second draft pick was Daniel Garcia because I was that confident, in him. and I still am. Sure, 100%. but I and I'm like every time I watch Daniel Garcia, I'm more and more impressed by him, and I am growing increasingly frustrated because it just feels like he's got all this he's got all this star power here he's a great wrestler and it just feels like he's not being used as much as he needs to be that's how i feel about max caster yeah that's yeah that's a good point it's a star yes absolutely and he's messing around with the butt boys right yeah good point um anyway i feel like blackpool goes over they're new that's a hot faction they go over yeah it shouldn't be much. Um, Our next two ones, House of Black versus Death Triangle. Yeah. Which, I, honestly, is kind of a banger. It could. It depends on how like, much time it gets. All three dudes in this match can really go. So it's kind of a it, – I think it'll be like a 10-minute heater. Yeah. You know? No, I'm with you. Um, House of Black goes over. You they gotta, have to, yeah. You, I think it's time to move Aleister Black up the card, get him involved in some title chases. Yes. I think he should be after the – TNT title or maybe the world title. I think yeah. he should be involved up the card and be more presented as a leader of a faction as opposed to a member of the faction. Yes, 
I think this TNT title thing, they, they need to move on from whatever they're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't work. I was, or, uh, Malachi be, Black would be perfect would to be take perfect, the title. Perfect. Yeah. Um, last, but certainly not least, internet sensation Dan Housen and internet sensation Hook versus Tony Nese and the dastardly Mark Sterling. This is, I mean, it's on the buy-in, so obviously it's not going to get that much time, but I'm excited. It's, I think it's cool. Well, I, I think, think it's the first time you see Dan Housen do anything. Yeah. Because Dan Housen can work. Right. I think, uh, I'm thinking Hook does a lot of the work, but Dan Housen puts the match the away. Yeah. Yeah. He does like his five moves of doom or yeah, whatever. Because clearly, know? I mean, we know who's winning the match. Yeah. This isn't, they didn't put, they didn't put all this work into Hook and Dan Housen for nothing. I mean, no. and I think, I think Mark Sterling plays a really good stooge. Oh, Mark Sterling has a role on TV. Yeah, and I think this is going to be great. And he has a role across the company. Yeah. Like in several different storylines, Mark Sterling is a thing. Right. Which is kind of amazing. Right. And he, yeah, he does a great job with Jay Cargo. Yeah. He just um, has that, he has that old school manager skill yeah. to be like a stooge, like a, uh, not Bobby Heenan, but he does have some Heenan in him. Yeah. Um, but also like uh, when Vince had his stooges. In the Attitude Era. It's very similar. Uh, and it really works. And then that lawyer thing is a, a neat angle because that always can play you into other people's storylines. He's a diamond in the rough. Right. You know, that I think they found kind of out of the indie scene. I agree. Um, again, I don't expect this match to be long, but Hook and Dan Housen are they're going over. Yeah, it'll be a hot opener. Mm-hmm. All right, that was our AEW Double or Nothing preview. Remember, AEW Double or Nothing this Sunday. You can watch it on Bleacher Report Live. Uh, buy-in at 7. Main show starts at 8. So now we want to get into our four pillars for this show. Our four-pillar segment for this show, um, the Big Dog and I kind of came up with an idea for interpromotional trades. So the way this is going to work is you can take, you can act from the lens of any promotion you're going to take one one person, one faction, one tag team, whatever, trade him away or her away to another promotion, and you have to get something in return. Now, obviously, you have to make this value as equal as possible. Um, it has to pass the trade tricker, which yes. is each other. Okay. Okay. Yes, we check yeah. our own trades here. Okay. I like that. And obviously, we're not trading between like Raw and SmackDown. We're trading between entire promotions like AEW sends a guy to Japan New Japan sends a guy to WWE whatever so we're going to make four trades that we think benefit now one one trade might benefit one company over the other but once the trade has been made that player is off the board okay so just in general can't use them again nope okay I like it how do you want to start it I'll go first okay I'm taking Kazuchika Okada, and I'm sending him to WWE for Seth Rollins. That would be big. Seth Rollins, I think Seth Rollins in New Japan would work. Yes. Easily. He would get over over there. Yeah. He's, he has, like, he does physical comedy really well, in addition to being yeah. you know, a, a total butt kicker in the ring like he's he can do and i just feel like he can get over that guy knows how to, he, he knows how to entertain i've always felt a lot of similarities 
um, in character work and wrestling between Seth and Jay White. Sure. Um, which, not to be a bad thing, I think they would both easily find their own place in the same company. And I guess the difference would be I definitely think Seth can play a heel and a face. Sure. Whereas I think Jay White clearly plays a better heel. Oh, he's on, he heel only. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I... I Okada accept a, that trade. Okada in America would yeah. be humongous. Yeah. Oh, there's huge, no huge, way. Huge. There's no way he wouldn't get over. Like with, I mean, and Vince would have the vision. Like they would have the money and the vision to do the money drop from the ceiling, right? And they would, you know, they would do it right. So His, yeah, and the stuff that he does is very marketable. Like the like right. the money. Yeah, right. like you said, that's great. His merch would get over. It would be it would be a machine. Right, it would, it would totally work. So you're next. I'll do my first one. I think my first one was going to be. The same promotion, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take New Japan Pro Wrestling sends the Gorillas of Destiny to WWE to join the Bloodline, and WWE sends back the Street Profits. Love it. I think the Street Profits they need it. Yeah, I was trying to think I was trying to think of a tag team that not not that they don't have anything to do in WWE, but I think a change of scenery would be great for them. I like padding out the Bloodline too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Sami Zayn in the Bloodline. Oh yeah, it's so funny. It's like Owen in the Nation of Domination. Yeah, it's so funny. It's very he obviously similar. he obviously doesn't belong, but he, he's, he's going to make you think he does. Related yeah. <laughs> at all, but he's going to be like there, and yeah. ready to go every time. It's a moral support it. guy. No, yeah, that I think that works. Uh, let's see. Next, I would take. I would take Will Osprey. And I would send him to All Elite Wrestling for Miro. For Miro? Former TNT champion, former U.S. champion, yep. former WWE champion. The guy had a run. Yep. Huh. I like that. Miro in Japan, I think, as a big brute would, he would get be, way He would be over. a machine. Yeah. Yes. They know how to book big Americans over there. Yeah. I like that. Who did you say you traded away to get Miro? Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, yeah. I think he could come in and be champ with day one. Oh, yeah, for sure. He would be huge. And ev- No, everybody already knows who he is. So yeah. like, like AEW's audience, they already know who that is. So yeah, you I drop him in. Yes, you, yeah. you move him to Wednesday night. That's obvious, yeah. No, that works. Um, all right, next one. I'm sending a guy to the Indies. This is a guy from AEW that I think... I don't know. For some reason or another, it just hasn't worked out for a while. I haven't really felt it that much with him. It's it's Pac. I don't know. I and I love Pac, but I think I think something needs to change for him. You say you're sending him from all elite down. Mm-hmm. And you got to send somebody down up. I'm bringing up Bandito. I love it. I love Bandito, okay. and I think it's perfect because I think he's got he's got the look. He's a great wrestler. He's got something that can get over with the crowd. Everybody loves a mask. I don't know. I think it works. Okay. This is a couple's move. I'm taking Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green out of the Indies. Okay. And I'm sending them to AEW because I think there could be a couple's division in AEW. Okay. Because there's so many. Yeah. And then the two that I'm sending down to the Indies from AEW are 
this is not going this this was shouldn't pass the trade tracker but it's going to uh hollywood blondes now you know what you're doing here hollywood blondes and her they get to go down they need seasoning yeah no i guess i guess that's a good point just because like when you, you take some of these younger acts on the yeah, AEW and put them out there on you, the indie scene, they're they're bigger fish in a smaller ponds. Yes, and they can learn. Yeah, I guess that would be. Yeah, in that sense, the talent isn't even, but the idea is is of the right mindset. That makes sense. You're sending three for two. Yeah, that's that's true. If you just send more numbers, it works. You're sending three for two. Yeah, I mean it's the trade equals. Yeah, that. no, that's that's a good point, and I think if you. I Cardona think, and Chelsea should be on top somewhere. Yes. They should, or near the top. Yeah, because their act is already over wherever yes. they go. Yes. And then yeah. you've got Sterling there to interact with them yeah. and be their scummy lawyer. Yeah. Perfect, 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 perfect. Okay. The next one I have is... Now, I don't have a fourth one planned, so... I have, have to go with this plan. Okay. I just hadn't figured it out yet. But I, I, have, I know exactly who I'm using. Okay. So this one, WWE is sending Ricochet to AEW, and AEW is sending Darius Martin. Or, I'm sorry, Dante Martin. Honestly, you can send them both, but Dante is the star, obviously, because Darius has been injured for so long. What so. do you think WWE is going to do with Dante Martin? Hopefully. So, hey, what do you th- I mean, what? So, I don't understand. I get it for Ricochet, because I think he gets a little bit higher profile. Yeah. But I don't know what you, what they do with Dante Martin. My hope for Dante Martin, so it's hard. I you can put him around Rey Mysterio and he learn. Get, yeah, the part of part of the reason that I think they don't want to do as much with Ricochet is because I believe I have no basis to think this, but I believe WWE. When you have a high flyer, I think the shelf life is lower, and because Ricochet's already in his thirties, I think they might view him as kind of. Finn Balor. At his end, yeah. So, you get a guy like Dante Martin, who's 20-couple years old. Well, that's a guy you can work with for the next 10 years if you want to. Hopefully. Now, this is, of course, of the mindset. I don't... This is of the mindset that you send somebody to WWE, not for no reason, that that they're going to, you know, use him, not just sit him down there. Obviously, if this happened in real life, that's not a given, Dante Martin's probably sitting in catering for five years, but this is this is a hopeful trade. This is sure. not this, this is, is not a, a idealistic trade. Where yes. Everything works out. Yes. All right, my fourth trade and final one. I'm taking personal favorites, Bussy. I'm taking <laughs> Effie and Alley Catch out of the independent scene from GCW, and shockingly enough, I'm putting them. And WWE. Because I think Effie is a star. Okay. Like a big star. I think he can make it work anywhere he goes just because of his charisma. He's a big star. It's, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, he's a big star. Mm-hmm. And then to the independent scene, Braun Breaker. Okay. He needs some seasoning, brother. Hone his craft a little. Yes. Come back a little. Once little again, veteran aspect. A one for two. You're getting two indie veterans. Well, I think you could have done one for one, and it would have been fine. Just because I think Braun is the value is clearly there, 
Right. Like, you watch him wrestle. He's obvious. You can tell right he's away. He's, he's a Steiner. Yeah. You know. You just need a little seasoning. Yes. No, I he agree with that. He can stand to go out and have a, uh, a learning summer or two, you yeah. know, where he just goes out and does a tour. Yeah, I like Indies. that a lot. Now, this last one is hard because I wanted to do... I wanted to get... I really wanted to do a three-way trade because I wanted Bussy to be in AEW <laughs> with, like, the Cardona and uh-huh. Chelsea and Cole and Britt. Take Conti and Sammy Guevara. Right. Jungle Boy and Anna Jay. Like, it goes on for a while. Like, there's just so many. Right. Now, my last trade, I don't really know how to make the trade. So, I'm going to ask you what you think the second part of the trade should be. Because I think AEW is missing a woman who you look at and you're, you instantly think as soon as she gets there, that's a star. And I think Sasha Banks is the answer. I would send Sasha Banks over, but I don't know who to send back because obviously if you send Sasha over, you can't just send whoever back. Like you need a star. But I but that makes me wonder who could WWE Nyla use Nyla? Because I was th- she's okay. bigger. Yeah, so I was thinking Nyla or I was thinking Chris Statlander, because I think they both have I would send Nyla. Yeah. That could work. I think her style fit would fit in better. I think she's big enough to like wrestle Charlotte and then not look weird. Yeah. She also reminds me of like a, for example, like Nia Jax. Not a good wrestler, right. but she looked like she could have been. She's better, she, but Nyla Rose is better than. Yes, Nia Jax, that's what for I sure. mean. Like sure. you, she, she can look like Nia Jax. She has that size that Nia but Jax has, but work yes, a little bit. but she's yeah. actually good at wrestling. I agree, hundred percent. That's a good trade. Hypothetically. I wanted to get Bailey somewhere. Yeah, I, I hadn't figured that one out. One. I was trying to do Sasha and Bailey for somebody. I was, I was trying to think. So I had to flip it to a Sasha Banks thing because I was trying to think of a way to get Paul Heyman to AEW. But I was thinking, well, I don't want him to leave the bloodline. That's part of the fun. So no, the bloodline only gets added to. It doesn't get yes. taken away from. Yeah. So that's that's part of it. And uh, there's so many trades you could have made. Roman's untradeable. No, no, not at all. Or. I meant Noah's in your right. You can't can't touch His him. His value is untouchable. Yeah. And I don't think you can touch a guy like Kenny. I don't think you can touch a guy like Okada. Some of those are... Okada's well, at the top. But they, they, New Japan is historically open to sending their guys out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, their guys their guys have a summer walkabout in Mexico. Like yeah. They, it's part of their training. Like They go to, to another promotion and work. Um, they've sent guys to Impact before... They sent Okada to Impact at yep. one point, didn't they? Yes, where he wrestled in a Green Hornet knockoff get-up. It was very weird. I've only seen a couple pictures. I never actually, Nite, I never actually watched him. Naito was over there for a while. Okay. Um, so was uh, the other guy in Naito's group uh, that wears the mask in the beginning of his oh, matches. Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, Cold Skull is his name on his on his merch. Why can't I remember his name? I can't remember the names of the people in LIJ right now. I feel like I should know too, but it's no, it's escaping my mind. Um, man, no, there's there's so many trades you could have made, and honestly, the it's weird that I was trying to think of tag team trades and I didn't bring AEW into the tag team trade idea just because they have so many. No, uh, no need. Yeah, their their tag team division is just so sad. Sonata, that, yeah, Sonata that's right. is who I was thinking. That's right. 
And then I try to think of factions you could trade, but faction trading gets a little hard. Right. Well, the problem is, is like in WWE, there's not that many factions. Right. The only one I could think of was trading New Day to AEW for something, but you could have done New New Day to Japan for Lij. That would have been a good one. I wonder how New Day would have gotten over. If New Day is like fully functional, yeah, I wonder what New Day New Day for Lij would be interesting because Lij in America would be different. Just like New Day in Japan would be crazy, right? Crazy. I think they would get over so big. Yeah. Just their whole gimmick and 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 somehow there's not like a a Japanese wrestler that has a gamer gimmick, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what their game their yeah. their gimmick is. I think it would get over huge. Well, those Japanese people love to clap, so they would have gotten them to clap. That's going away soon. Oh yeah, next month I guess isn't it? They can yell again. Yep. How wild is that? I tried to imagine every time that I've ever read that. I tried to imagine like the SEC going, "Okay, guys." You can't yell at football games. Yeah. You can only clap for Bryce Young. Yeah. <laughs> Vandy Whistler. You can only clap. Yeah. Whistling is passing air. You can't do that. <laughs> All right. I think that was a good four pillars. That was a good that was a good little little exercise to try to think of some hypotheticals of who who just would thrive. It's a different way where. to do it than just pure free agency. Yeah, like you know? who would thrive where? I think Well, I've got another good idea and I'll save it. For Forbidden Door, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, Forbidden Door preview next up. Forbidden Door preview will be the next show. 